Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak with uh, Paul Westsells, the CEO of Western Copper and Golds. They have a very large copper gold project up in the Yukon, and therein lies the problem. Uh, we talked to him about how he tends to move things forward. And if you'd like our opinions and thoughts on the conversation today, and indeed the company, you can go and see those at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Uh, we can also get company reports. You can get commentary from market experts from all around the world. You can get uh, training courses. And of course, uh, summaries of other interviews that we've done uh, over the past year. And there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in there in a safe environment. If you want to have a look at that, there's a seven day free trial. Paul, how are you doing, sir? Very, very good. Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us. I know it's, uh, it's not too early in the morning there in Vancouver, is it? No, no. No, no, nine, nine o'clock. This is a very, very decent time. Oh, so, yeah. Very civilized. Yeah, the, the, the kids are at school and then their, their art is up here on the wall behind me. So Nice. Well. Nice. I tell you, if the mining doesn't work out, you can go to the art business. I, I'm liking the look of yeah, that. Yeah, I have. Well, well, we'll, we'll see. I'll tell my eight-year-old daughter that. <laughs> I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Hey, Willick, um, thanks very much for taking our call. Um, I wanted to reach out. We spoke a couple of months ago, okay? And I think it was... I got a lot out of it. I think a lot of people got a lot out of it. Um, but I kind of left with a few gaps, okay? And that's why, that's why I've, I've called you. I want to try and understand it just a little bit more because you, you do have this huge gold, copper, copper, gold, depending on the time of the week or flavor of the month project uh, up in the Yukon. Um, and I'd like you, your help to kind of fill those gaps if, if we may, because uh, you're quite candid with me last time, which I enjoyed. Um, but first, for people new to the story, give them that one minute overview of the business. Yeah, sure. I mean, so, I mean, Western Copper and Gold is developing the Casino Copper Gold Project located up in the Yukon. I mean, this is a large copper gold porphyry, uh, 21 million ounces of gold, 11 billion pounds of copper. So, I mean, uh, it, it certainly is, is uh, you know, a top tier project. Um, we finished a feasibility study in 2013. Um, you know, capital cost, it's a big project, two and a half billion. Um, but, you know, IRR at that time of, of 20% and net present value of two billion. Uh, looking at this thing at spot, you've got uh, IRRs, you know, north of 30 and, and NPVs closer to four, four billion uh, with today's commodity price. So great project obviously everyone you know the Yukon's great it's Canada it's it's mining friendly jurisdiction and uh, we're just continuing to move it forward okay and doing doing some drilling this year too okay okay we'll, we'll talk about that in, that in a second okay yep. so it's a huge project you, you laid out all the numbers that measure indicator and inferred numbers I think you just gave so um, yep. gold obviously very topical at the moment price well Bit of a bit of a setback recently but sort of seems to be heading the right way so as a gold project, People, companies, investors could get excited about that. As a copper project, it's not the biggest copper project in the world, but it is significant in terms of pounds in the ground. So people can get excited about it, especially for our viewers. You know, we've been saying, you know, copper's copper's the one of the commodities for 2021, I think. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you look at the copper and you know, initially this is I mean the the magic number I that, you know, I mean you know, obviously, I talked to to a lot, a lot of uh, copper companies and major copper companies, and the magic number for them is 100,000 tons of copper per year. We hit that. So that's and that's just the copper. I mean, we we create as much revenue from gold as we create from copper. 
revenue from gold is you know equivalent to 100,000 tons of copper per year. So it sits in that nice size of, of a good size copper project. Oh, I, 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 get, I get it. Yep. Don't get too defensive. I like the project. I just want to. <laughs> I want to understand how you're going to well, go I just about it. Calling it a small copper project, well, here, you know, yeah, compared to some <laughs> of the big numbers, which I'm sure you're going to throw at me, you know, later on in this conversation, yeah. right? Um, because you know, for a gold investor, the, the sorts of numbers that you're going to need to involve uh, invest in this copper project, which, as I say, is not one of the biggest. It's 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 good, but. It's significant billions of dollars, right? So that that's why I'm I'm you know I'm talking about it like this. But let's 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 deal with things I want to deal I, I that I want to deal with, which is how are you going to tackle this? Okay, there's a lot of unknowns at the moment with regards to the gold component. Okay, so you you I know you've got a, a lot of answers in the ground, but talk to me about some of the conversations which are going on at board level. Which are going to allow you to actually finally monetize that because you've got you've got all the data, you've got all the answers. You've, surely you've got everything you need. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that you know, I mean, last time we talked, we we talked a little bit about our our gold zone in the south. So so that's certainly an opportunity. Um, and and unfortunately, you know, because of COVID and and really just the the whole industry is doing a lot of exploration. We don't have a lot of assays yet uh, from from the the southern part of the deposit. So that's an opportunity. But I, I think that more what 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 we're looking at is is the whole project. I mean, if you look at this project, two and a half billion dollar capital cost. This is a very modest price copper project. I mean, you look at Cobre Panama, which is the last large copper project. Come on, six billion. You look at Kea Vecchio, Anglo just announced that they're, well, not just, but you know, within the last year announced they're kicking that off, $5 billion. I mean, $2.5 billion, we're a little copper mine. Like you said, it's not that big. Oh, oh, oh now, <laughs> right, okay. Now you're back down. Good. No, yeah, I, yeah, but, yeah. I, no but, that, but that, I, I do understand that. And that's why I, I, I want to understand, the, sorry to say with the goal, but I, I, want, to, I want to see what you're doing. Yeah. You, I, you're talking about opportunities in the South. It's like, it's, yeah. people are saying, stop with the drilling. Let's get on to commercializing this. And we talked last time about how much money is going to be needed here. We talked about $2 billion investment, $1 billion investment. Or if we really went cheap and brought heat bleach in, you know, $500 million. That's a lot of money for, a lot, for most companies. So help me understand the decision making that you guys on the board are going through. What are the conversations about? Because I want to know if you're capable of delivering an event soon or you're waiting for some sort of copper super cycle to kick in to help you make your decisions. What are you in control of? I mean, I mean, what we're in control of is, I mean, at the end of the day, our, our job is to create value for shareholders. And so how we create value for shareholders is to, I mean, the best value with this project, with what we have control of, in terms of creating value for shareholders is to have this thing as a shovel ready project. So what does that entail? Right now that entails updating the feasibility study, well, finishing the, well, the drilling's finished. So updating the feasibility study and getting the project fully permitted. And that's really what we're looking to do. It's is to drive that forward exactly through that, that value proposition. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is sort of junior mining 101. Um, that's where you create value. I mean, is, by having bringing these things into a shovel ready. And I mean, this is an old project, but it was one that I followed a, a while ago. I mean, you look at terrain metals, they had Mount Milligan, a big, you know, it ended up being one and a half billion dollar capital cost. They brought that project forward. They did the feasibility study. They got it permitted. 
And, you know, they ended up selling that for around 500 million. Actually, our predecessor company, Western Silver, had the Penisquito deposit in Mexico. So the, this was, again, it's a big, low grade, in this case, you know, a silver, gold, lead, zinc project. What did they do? Feasibility study, uh, you know, brought it through permitting in Mexico and sold that to Glamis for 1.6 billion. That's value creation. And, you know, that's the model that we're looking at. And what's interesting, I think, about our our, our board and certainly our new board, and, and we've got some, you know, really good, you know, um, mining investors on, on that is that they're not scared of a two and a half billion dollar capital cost. You know, they sort of say, look, once we get this thing permitted, we can go up, we can finance that, we can bring this into being an operation. Okay, but you, you understand the frustration in the marketplace. It's been a long time in the making. You talked about, you know, being at this thing for 12 years, just you guys, let alone what yep. went on before, right? And and Mining 101 is not always, it's not always about shovel-ready projects, you know, and then and exiting at that point. You can exit at multiple points along the way, but you're saying your board is used to being able to deliver shovel-ready projects, which with large ticket numbers, uh, tickets, uh, values associated with them. Is that, is that what, what I'm buying into here as an investor walking into this thing for the first time? You, we just have to wait. I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, if you want to get that to that full valuation, you have to wait. But I mean, I mean, to this year is a perfect example. I mean, our share price tripled. Why did it triple? I mean, it triples on the back of copper and gold prices going up. So and and, you know, our stewardship of the project moving it forward. So, um, you know, there, there's certainly ways to to, you know, generate shareholder return in our name. One of the ways is to come in and out and ride the cycle. The other way is to, to buy and, and hold and wait for us to hit some of those key milestones. But, okay, I, I want to be clear here. You, you've, you've tripled from the COVID lows. No, 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 not from the COVID lows, from Go the pre-COVID lows. Go on. <laughs> from the COVID lows, we probably have uh, are six, six times or something like so that. So you're going so. with, okay, I'll check. Um, <laughs> okay, and you sort of back up to the dizzy heights of where you were in 2017, it looks like. But, but, but in seriousness, I, I do want to understand why some of the other options are discounted, why Shovel Ready is your choice, uh, your preferred choice, you know, if I look at the heat bleach component, you have talked about it previously. You know, yep. it's a lower $500 million ticket. It's a relative, you know, and, and as a $180 million company, that's still a big deal, right? So yep. to explain to people why that's been discounted as a route. No, and, and I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying that, you know, you know, you, you sort of have to steer your ship in a direction, right? And that's the direction that the ship is going in, is, is to, to take the full project that's described by the feasibility study, you know, and feasibility study needs to be updated, but bringing that through permitting. You know, along the way, I mean, why are we doing a drilling campaign this year? We're doing a drilling campaign really for one reason, and that is to, you know, further delineate that high-grade gold, uh, you know, those high-grade gold intercepts we got last year to fully delineate that zone to see if there is a if there is a high grade gold project in there that's a standalone project if that happens then absolutely we'll look at that that will form probably part of the updated feasibility study um you know unfortunately i don't have enough assays to make a decision on that one way or another way why but, not you know that where, does that, i mean where are the I assays? Mean, i've got 20 percent of the assays in unfortunately why? so 
Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, with the twenty percent we got about a month ago, uh, you know, it started off with COVID. All the labs, I think, they got everyone, you know, two meters apart from each other, and uh, and then you know, gold shot up, and a bunch of junior mining companies all uh, raised a bunch of money, and they started drilling like crazy. So the labs are incredibly backed up, and we're looking at at least two months from submitting uh, samples to getting assays back. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, just to finish your point, you know, I mean, certainly once all those assays are in, we'll look at that as an option, but you know, that's still, that's the same project. It's just staged then, right? I mean, we still have this massive copper gold porphyry that's going to be, you know, like I said, a couple billion dollars to bring that forward. And that is still a cheap copper project. I mean, so tell me that because your project is across the board kind of really relatively low grade. It's, it's a good ore body, but it's relatively low grade. You're chasing high grade now because it may give you optionality in terms of a, like a phased approach. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and I mean a, a, a good parallel, um, you know, in terms of development, I think we're we're a better resource is La Arena. And, uh, you know, you look at La Arena, they, you know, again, it's weathered porphyry. They took the gold cap off. They, they set that up as, as a gold heap leach. And then, you know, second phase there is to, is to go after the copper gold. Now for us, our copper gold is, is I think a better grade and, and it's a, a better project than at La Arena, but you know, that's an opportunity and, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly look at that. I mean, you know, I think that looking at a phased capital is, is always something that you look at. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be expending, you know, two and a half billion dollars to bring all of the to to basically, you know, extract all of this resource. And and you know, again, I mean, this this is in the world of copper projects. This is not a large copper project. I get it. I get it. I'm going to let you make that point in spades in a second. But I just want to finish on this <laughs> phased approach thing, okay? Because right. it's important because it's it's a kind of like a, a new way that people think about doing these things. It will give you cash flows to be able to you know contribute towards any you know future costs for sure. But just on this. Is the the project? What do you know anything about the the grades? I mean, you've got some assays back, obviously. So, what are some of those mm -hmm. grades? How much more money have you got to spend? How much more time before you can start making decisions? And I assume you're going to refer me back to the assay problem. But uh, give me give me some insight. Yeah, into I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I, I really just don't have enough and and uh, enough analytical data to, to really make any direction on that. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I mean. You know, it, it's I, I think we scheduled this interview thinking, oh, we'll have all of our assays and be able to talk about all this stuff. And it's like, oh, real frustrating. But um, yeah, well, give us a couple months and we'll have have it all together. Fantastic. So. I'll be sure to call. OK, for, for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I want to see what that looks like. So let's come back to the point you're trying to make, which is to convince people like me and people watching this show that this two billion number is not something to be frightened of. It should be embraced because it's a smallish copper project, right? Um, which mm -hmm. is, um, it doesn't scare the big boys and it doesn't scare the people who finance the big boys. So we should, you're, you're, you're trying to advance things for us, I, I, I get it. From the last conversation, people should watch the last conversation around business uh, plan and strategy for delivering it. But we should not be concerned because you're not concerned and you've got a team on board who are taking the approach of, it's a good sized project and we're going to deliver a shovel ready project. Is that what you're saying? 
Ab- absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, one, one of the things I think is, is illustrative, um, and, and this is one of the things that I walked through certainly with, with, with some investors, is to look. I mean, the other thing we're looking to do, of course, with a project of this size is, is to bring in a big partner. So, you know, let's walk through the numbers on that. So you've got two, a $2.5 billion capital cost, but let's say you bring in a partner for sort of 50-50. So now I've got a $1.25 billion capital cost. Okay, but now I'm going to put on 60% debt or something like that. Now, in terms of the equity component that I need to, to raise, I'm now talking 500 million, 400 million. That's the equity component that I need to raise for this project. And, you know, by the time I've got a 50% partner, I've got the thing shovel ready. What's my market cap? It's not going to be 200 million. It's going to be far north of that. And so that's that's a very, very reasonable. And I mean, there's a number of examples out there where people have raised that sort of equity. So it's not a big equity chunk. And the thing that's interesting about a two and a half billion dollar project is that you can go through that math with a 50 percent partner and come up with a reasonable amount of equity that needs to be raised. And, you know, that potential dilution to the shareholder. If you start with a five billion dollar project, you know, you get into like these, you know, pretty uh, questionable sort of uh, numbers that need to be raised. So very, very doable about us. I mean, so, yeah, and I mean, we haven't talked about that, but I mean, of course, we're always looking to partner on this project. You know, I've been pretty open with uh, with our investors and, and, and you know, various interviews on that, um, you know, lots of conversations on, on that front. And, and, you know, with 21 million ounces of gold, you know, maybe it's a gold partner. How are your next door neighbors? <laughs> uh, they've been quiet this year, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, Newmont. Uh, Newmont was quiet this year, but uh, um, but last year they had six drills going up there. So uh, I was yeah. just checking. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just thought I'd ask. Um, so you're saying you've got big boy problems, not small company problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I appreciate you've run through the mass, but you know therein also lies the problem. The moment you announce. You've got a 50% partner. Your problems are solved. They go away, it seems, from what you're saying. So when, when do you deliver that 50% partner? What have you got to do? What do you feel you've got to do to get that 50% partner? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, let me be very, very clear. I mean, I'm, I'm illustrating this 50-50 partnership just to illustrate what a potential funding avenue would look like on this i mean that's i mean i think that we're you know we're certainly are pursuing a business transaction with someone that makes sense i mean is it 50 50 is it a toehold is it a buyout you know i mean you know the way this works is is you know we have these conversations and and then you know you sort of see what makes sense and and different partners different things make sense we're in an earlier stage right now you know we'll see how things move forward um, but I mean, you know, we continue to pursue that. Um, and, you know, obviously that would be sort of transformative in terms of the share price and in terms of the way that the project moves forward. But I mean, again, you know, we'll continue to move this forward on our own. And, you know, if that's something that happens during, after it's shovel ready, when we're trying to put this thing together in terms of what is the capital you know, who's going to come up with all the capital. That's a, that's one point where it happens. It happens at this point. It happens all the way along, right? Fantastic. So you, you, you painted a, a picture of, you know, with a big company mentality. You've got a board of guys you say have been there, done it before. So what are they doing about it? I mean, 
What are they tasked with doing? How, how many conversations are happening? Well, I mean, there's lots of conversations happening. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a good year. Um, you know, I mean, we certainly have have had uh, a lot of interest. I mean, it's been challenging, obviously, with COVID, but uh, we we've managed through that. Um, yeah, I mean, but it, you know, I mean, the way the other way to look at this asset is to take a step back and and look at okay. I'm a big copper company. I want to look. I want to add to my portfolio. What is what is where what 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 is available on the market in terms of large copper or large copper gold projects? And it's a and particularly in the copper space and in the large gold space, that is a very very small set of projects. And you know you start to screen them by okay, do the economics add up? You know does it have an IRR at least? 15% at, at reasonable commodity prices, check mark with casino. You know, is it in a jurisdiction anybody wants to be in? You know, you're you're in the Yukon. I mean, that's obviously a place that, that people want to be. And, you know, do they have a clear path to getting that absolutely shovel ready? You know, i.e., you know, do they have the community and permitting, you know, figured out? And I'd argue that we do. And so I, again, I think that puts us in a very, very small set of, of projects. Um, you know, certainly the interest that we've seen, you know, over the past couple of years has been very, very well, even more, longer than that has been very, very high. Um, we'll continue to move it forward. We'll continue to have those conversations when the right business transaction happens, it'll, it'll happen. Okay. So, so let's move from the what if world into the real world today, which is mm -hmm. you raised some money in May. You what have you got? What are you sitting with in cash today? Uh, Q2, we had $6 million. Um, so, I mean, we're probably sitting four-ish, you know, right. something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, at what point does that get uncomfortable? At what point do you go out to market and say, hey, we just need a little mm -hmm. bit more money to move things forward ourselves? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, in terms of when we have to, I mean, we've got a full year of runway. Um, in terms of what makes sense, uh, you know, probably sometime in, in you know, the next six months. Um, and, and, and really it comes back. I mean, here's the, I mean, I'll let you know my decision-making process. We get the drill results. Okay. That's going to dictate what an update of the feasibility study looks like. Cost that out. You know, we have the updated feasibility study. Then we have the permitting. Take a look at what that cost looks like. And that's the money that we, we go out and try to raise. Okay. Okay. So at some point in the next six months, you're you're talking to me about mm -hmm. raising money. Talking to you? Are Why you, not? You know, exclusive. Sure. <laughs> not exclusive. Well, me as an investor, it really is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you know, I'm and, joking, yeah. and we, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just, I'm just trying to understand, again, mm -hmm. all about the mindset. Because you guys, the decisions that you guys choose to make affects my ability to make money. So I'm just trying to... You know, get there. You know, you're, you're filling quite a few gaps for me today, and you've given me a few what if scenarios, which you know, I, 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 I buy. They're not, they're not crazy. Um, mm -hmm. So, what do you think is happening in the world of? We've got a view on copper next year. What, what just, what do you think is happening with gold? It's obviously reset recently. Is that permanent? You know, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before. If anybody is upset with eighteen hundred dollar gold, they really need to check their head. Like, I mean. You know, this, this, this is I'll send you a list of right? people. I'll send you a list of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I mean, but, you know, I'll, I'll flip it over to, to the copper world. Um, you know, look to the future. And I mean, 
uh, COVID will end. Um, I think everyone agrees on that. I mean, no one agrees exactly on the timing. Uh, when that happens, you know, gold will pull back. I think it'll pull back to, to 1800 or 1700 or something like that. I think you've baked in, I mean, the world has now baked in a little bit more volatility and that will be reflected in a higher gold price. But copper, I mean, I mean, we, we've seen this playbook. We saw this playbook in, in 2009 and 2010. The next step is stimulus. And when you have the stimulus, what happens? The price of copper shoots up. And the thing that's really exciting right now is that you're coming off of basically a decade of underdevelopment of copper mines. Why? Because the copper price was horrible. No one builds copper mines when copper price is $2, right? So, you know, and, you know, demand goes up, supply takes three, four years to, to match that demand. You know, we're headed for a real crunch. And that's why you've seen the copper price go up. That's why you see inventories at, you know, decade lows, actually more than decade lows. And last I saw it was a 13-year low. I mean, that's exactly what's happening right now. And, and that's just now. I mean, when you actually start to see the stimulus really, really kick in, it's, yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're headed to a really exciting copper price environment here. But, no, we'd, we'd agree with that. And it's, quite, it's a question of getting positioned with the right companies, okay? And that's why I wanted to come back to you on some of these gaps. Because I think, you know, a lot of people came back to us and sort of threw the accusation at you guys saying they don't have a plan. It's clear to me you do have a plan. You have several plans. But you've got to pick one. And you're going to pick one when you've got the right data is oh. what I'm hearing from you. <laughs> I mean, we've got, I mean, the plan is, is, is I mean, the, the plan is uh, the same plan. The plan is to work towards an updated feasibility study. The drill, resu- the drill results that we get this year will dictate whether or not that's a phase development or whether or not that's a one-stage development. That's really the only options on that. Um, but it's still the same. I mean, the feasibility study will look at the whole project. And then on the back of that, permitting, and then, you know, move into uh, financing and, and bringing it into production. Okay. Well, I guess we'll be looking for those clues and cues from you. Message the market. Don't fear the reaper. It'll be fine. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Thanks very much for your time. Um, we will catch up from you soon, I hope. Do pick up the phone. Let us know, okay? okay? All right. Well, you know, hopefully when we get these assays in, we can sit down and uh, I'll tell you uh, exactly what that's going to be. World exclusive. I look forward to it. Thanks, Paul. Speak to you soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.